Hey, I'm Rob Bass. Welcome to GeekCast Live, where if you punch a Nazi, you get a balloon. It's a trap! Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 360 of the GeekCast Live podcast. I am your host, GCR, and with me, as always, Rob Bass and Cartoon Joe. And uh, we haven't heard from Nick in almost a fortnight. It might have been Uh, Eon. He might be here. He might not. He might have been mutated into a Cronenberg, Nick. He might have become very possible. He might have evolved into a crab or Mm -hmm. devolved into just a regular antelope. We don't know yet. Mm, Nick the mantelope. Nick the mantelope. (laughs) (laughs) Well, listen, talk amongst yourselves while I write that down in the show Mm. title. Yeah, we we should definitely get t-shirts made of that. I would. Oh, my God. Yes. A mantelope with his face. Uh huh. Yes. So we left. We just left the uh, the pre-show over on Clubhouse. We do it every Wednesday, nine to ten. It's one hour. You get to hang out with us, some of our favorite people. If you want in on Clubhouse, hit us up. I know I have seven invites. I'm sure Rob and Joe and Nick also have seven to eight invites. Or at least a hundred. I think I have six. We can get you on. We can do. We can make things happen. Yeah. But you have to ask. You have to ask. Um, for the right so price, I, we can get you off, too. Well, <laughs> that is true. That is true. For the right price. It's on Patreon, I'm sure. Yep. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, eleven show titles from the pre-show alone. Amazing. Wow. Um, it's a powerful start. Powerful. Bukaki Marble Bath. Hmm. Nice. All the all the breadsticks, <laughs> all day lotion, perineum juice, a real mouthful of taint, <laughs> the, the skin of the fruit of the taint, <laughs> the black and decker reamer, a lot of taint play, truant to druid park. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's I'm late to my tree lessons. <laughs> uh one of my favorites from the show, from the pre-show, um India India. Uh yeah. ghost ghost phasia and top tier fluffer. Nice. Yeah, the guy comes on and says, Where are you from? And we say the Chicagoland area. He goes, Okay, nice, nice, nice. I'm from India. And Rob says, Where in India? He says, India, cool. India. All right. <laughs> and, I, and I said, I said, okay, cool. So right in the middle. Right in the middle. And I don't know what that means. <laughs> well, he, he went from that to like washing his teeth. Yeah. So it got really, it got really loud on us. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I muted him. I don't know. Maybe that was mm-hmm. wrong. Maybe I shouldn't, mm-hmm. maybe I shouldn't mute the, maybe I shouldn't mute the stifling, guy. Who I don't know. Stifling free speech. <laughs> yes. I mean, if you want to come and contribute something, by all means. 
Nothing but censorship from Ryan. So here's the deal. If if you come on the pre-show and I feel you need censored, I will not hesitate to censor you. Yeah. Whether you apologize for your anti-Semitic comments or not, I will still censor you. Correct. Wow. That was a deep cut for all MTG, as she calls herself, Marjorie Taylor Greene. <laughs> The may she devolve into a fucking man at the risk of talking about things about which we do not speak. Did you see she learned about the Holocaust for the first time this week? Yeah, that's what I'm that's what I'm saying. Yeah. She was facing she was facing censure censorship in the house because of her wildly oh, flippant anti-Semitic remarks. So she went to the Holocaust Museum and then made a public apology about how, oh my gosh, I just found out that this is actually like an awful thing and like wearing a mask isn't actually like the Holocaust. So please don't don't censure me. Sounds like she's a real flip-flopper. Flip-flop flipper. Uh, Sounds like she, yeah, anyway. Fuck her. Enough of her. She's had too much airtime on this show. Agreed. We could rename it the official Marjorie Taylor Green podcast and then you'd have her come after us. That's actually super funny. And I I would be I would be willing to say awful things on this show in an official capacity as her spokesperson. Yes. As the host of the podcast that is officially her podcast. It has her name right on it. Wait, yep. are we saying awful things about her or just awful things in general? Mm-hmm. Both. Okay. Yeah. Both. Yeah. Well, I don't know. So I'm using only, my I'm using my roadcaster for the first for. time. You're using, I'm using my roadcaster. Oh, fantastic! How's that like coming? Yeah. Along? Well, not 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 for the first time, but it hasn't. I haven't used it in this capacity. Um, not live, right? Yeah. I don't know where the dump button is. Like, if I've got a sneeze, oh, do I hit? Do I hit this uh, red microphone button looking thing, or do I hit the the green ear? What do I do just there? Pull the, the power the, the cord. Microphone thing. Just pull the power cord. Just go find your. <laughs> what you need to do is hold that sneeze and go find your circuit box. Right. Find the Carefully. biggest. Find the biggest breaker. Hit it. <laughs> Problem solved. <laughs> then <Right>. sneeze. <laughs> then sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> the I'm sure that's not the. And if you were wondering what that harsh edit was, it's because our uh, our recording bot that we use just um left. He has a mind of his own sometimes. Which is going to make, see, I'm just here to make, you know, I just want my editing to be seamless. Just (laughs) seamless. That's the word I'm looking for. I was getting ready to say it just made a noise and I can't remember what that noise meant. Craig hasn't left us in so long. Right? I know what I heard. I was like, okay, I've heard both of your voices. What? Oh, Craig, you fuck. Craig, you fuck. Oh, Craig, you fuck. 
Uh, Nick's making a Cuban sandwich. Jealous. <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah, apparently. That's what he says. No cell signal. Huh. Making a Cuban sandwich. I don't how know how those two things him? are related. Uh, how Where did he find all of the? <laughs> yeah. How did the text yeah. go through if there's no cell signal? I mean, I don't know. Look, I'm a simple man. I don't. I'm two steps above a luddite. Where you should have seen me. Find all of these different pork products in the abyss. I'm not. I. I bet he's just in in Cuba. He's probably just in Cuba, and well, that's not. Didn't tell I, I hope he's found another Serbian war criminal to feed him pork. Yeah, such oh. for us all. What did I miss there? What? Did what did I miss have? there? Was Nick not part of that with the uh, uh, the Milosevic guys? Oh, the guys up at the no. He, I don't think he's ever been a part of that. Oh gosh, I just assumed. I know what you're talking about now. You're talking about like my Serbian war criminals. Yeah, I'm talking about your Serbian yeah. war criminals. Okay. Yeah. Did I you not have? Right, I just I thought I thought maybe lightning would strike twice, but in different places. No, they're they're good guys. They're my guys. I'm sure they are. I'm sure they are. As sure, long as you're like, not. Uh, right. They hate the Kurds or whatever their thing was. Right. But uh, yeah. Yeah, good guys can cook a mean. I'll tell you what, they can cook a mean suckling pig. And they do a fish head soup. Mm. Out of this world. They can kill a man with no tools at their disposal. <laughs> nothing. Just, <laughs> just like a... Nothing. If like, a man has no tools, they can kill him. This and if you like that harsh edit, this motherfucker dropped out again. So we're just going to move right along because we don't, we don't know when he's going to leave again. Craig. No, 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 I wasn't. I didn't call him a motherfucker. I was talking to this. Uh, I'm sitting across the table actually from motherfucker Jones. From, nice. Uh, from Horrible from the Bosses. Osmosis yeah. Jones sequel. Jamie Foxx is here. Yes, yeah, this this direct oh. sequel to Osmosis Jones. Motherfucker <laughs> Jones. It's the same <laughs> show, but it's all about reproductive organs. Nice. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. He's a sperm. So they had Jamie Foxx as the guy whose body they're in instead of Bill Murray. Is that what I'm understanding? <laughs> yes. Yes. Excellent. Yeah, and, and instead of David Hyde Pierce, it's just it's Kelsey Grammer. He plays the condom. <laughs> Outstanding. I would watch Motherfucker Jones. I would, I would watch too. Like all the different things that happen, like all the Hollywood different sperm talking. Yeah. That's great. I would, I would it's watch like a, the shit on a show. Weirdly, it's like a sequel to Look Who's Talking. No, I'm sorry, <laughs> not a sequel, prequel. It's a prequel. Yeah. Mother Layers. Down. Like a fucking parfait up in here. <laughs> Okay, so let's get to the do review before Craig uh, gets a snack again. Uh, yes, hello. It is time for the do review now. All right. So, Rob, uh, this was this was your do review. So, set set this stage for it. I don't even know how to describe it. So, you go. You take the take the ball and run. Okay. Uh, so, uh, let me go ahead and get it pulled up really quick so I can get some of this information for you. But. 
the uh, let's see, it's called All Tomorrows: The Future of Humanity. Um, and the gist of it seems to be some sort of oh. Uh, uh, some sort of uh, weird sci-fi, like, far future prediction um, uh, story uh, that's pretty well illustrated as well. Um, And um, it's going through the future of the human race through the millennia. Um, So starting off with us here on Earth, we branch out into space, um, eventually colonizing Mars. Uh, from there, um, several uh, centuries pass, and um, the people on Mars, uh, mm-hmm. because of the circumstances on the planet, the lower gravity, um, the different wear and tear that's put on the human body, begin to gradually um, develop different, uh, differently than the people on Earth, um, kind of creating this divergent subspecies. Um, and then. Um, from there, uh, it just kind of proceeds into a long, weird story about how uh, humanity um, goes to war with themselves, um, ends up uh, deciding that the solution to um, this war and the solution to um, no more, um, um, I guess, differentiated humans is to create a new genetically engineered human. Um, it's called the Star People, right? Uh, and from there, these guys do exactly what their name entails. They go off into the stars uh, across a variety of planets, solar systems, ga- uh, galaxies, um, finding all sorts of different places to um, begin to settle down and um, start their lives. And then this is where things really start to get weird. Uh, So they introduce this strange alien species in the far future at this point called the Q. And these are uh, like nigh godlike entities, apparently, that have uh, incredible bioengineering and genetic engineering uh, capabilities. And uh, from there, it's a pretty brutal war that uh, ends in the subjugation of uh, humanity and the reformation of um, these star people and, and these future humans into all sorts of strange, weird. Uh, yeah, the, the Q comes through and the Q uses their like terraforming machines to like fuck with all these different bioforming machines to fuck with all these humanoid creatures and like like they got like it's almost like they got drunk and they were like yeah make that guy make that guy a tall giraffe man but he's Mm -hmm. got no bones he's got no bones in his eye yeah and this guy this guy make him a quilt what were okay so so while we're at this point because i think mm. this is where the the video particularly opens up um in terms of the the strangeness of it uh, well, for me real quick I, so I, I i i want to preface this real quick because i started watching it and i was like okay so this story is like not unlike the expanse right they went to with the mars martians got taller because of less gravity they were kind of a different species then they went to 
They became their own thing. They went to war with Earth. And I'm like, okay, so this guy is just retelling the expanse. And then the cues show up, which is cool. And then this thing, like you were getting ready to say, this thing goes from like, like your basic humans exploring space story to just fuck wild. Just yeah, now now wild. it's like now like some sort of uh like Cthulian body horror yeah um um storytelling. Uh so are there any of these uh strange far future human subsects that really caught your guys' eyes or any of them that you really want to talk with? Because they, they start they, they I can all over I can, the place. I can give you a quick rundown of all of them. Oh, please. The worms, uh, the titans, the predators, who also had the saltatorial prey, the mantelope, the swimmers, lizard herders, tempters, mantelope. bone crushers, colonials, flyers, hand flappers, blind folk, lopsiders, striders, parasites, hosts, finger fishers, hedonists, insectophagy, Spacers, Ruin Haunters, and others. That's, yeah. Uh, and they all, so all of these, um, um, like, different subsets of human, human-descended human things um, are, you know, spread across uh, a, a wide galaxy. Um, eventually, the, the, the Q just kind of, like, decide to up and leave. Um, and they just leave. Yeah, they, like, they, they cause havoc, and then they're like, eh, yeah. all right, off to off, off go, some more universe. I'm going to go fuck go, with some other people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so they just, they, they fuck off and just leave all of these, um, like, broken, separated, um, co- completely um, changed on, you know, a, a cellular level on, you know, um, uh, an intellectual and, and certainly cultural levels. Um, the, these various broken shambling shells of humanity to try and kind of pick up the pieces. Some of them are able to um, meander. Um, you know, there there were uh, some that seemed to be more um, animal-like in terms of their um development uh you know was stunted um brain development and things along those lines and they and, then, able- and what i think is really interesting is the ones that are most human after the queue are done with them are the ones that die out the fastest because they just can't uh, can't fucking stand it they they like the mantelopes oh yeah uh, yeah so so the mantelopes okay so the queue took this group of people and they turned them into antelopes they're grazing like a grazing herd animals, mm-hmm. but they left their brains intact. And so these people would, in some, to, to some degree, even. Yeah. They, and they, they'd sing songs and tell stories about when they used to just be people and they used to be a thriving peoples, a humanity. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it, the songs were so sad that over time they devolved into not being able to sing anymore. So they wouldn't be sad. And now they're just a grazing thing. They're just, a, they're just an antelope, and yep. it's like, <laughs> what, what a fuck? like, what a what a brutal and story. Then, and then there's another one where it's like the Q took these people and just made them really tall, and they're fine. Mm-hmm. They're they're yeah. humanoid. They're they're herbivores. They're they're smart. 
they're sentient. They're just extremely tall. They eat from the tops of trees. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> but they died off because, um, well, because chickens evolved and, uh, and, the became, and, and they became the, the predators of the planet and they killed all the tall people. <laughs> and I love, finger, I love striders. Yeah. I loved, yeah, I loved, uh, finger fishers. Mm-hmm. I loved, uh, I think my favorite was like, they were the, the one planet that fought back against the Q and they actually fought them back yes. twice. The, the colonials. The colonials. Third, the colonials. The third time the Q won, and to punish them for fighting them and not just willingly anamorphing, was they made him into like sentient, like skin quilts with, yeah. and they left their eyes so they could. They, they kind of like they kind of like fought him to the pain. They yes. left their eye full so they could see what they had become. Yeah, they went the Q went full Humperdinck, and yeah. and then they were just like. A massive, they were like, like the face of Bo. Yeah, they're almost like no, cells. no, not the face of Bo. Not the oh, what am Cassandra. I thinking of? Cassandra. Cassandra. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, just a horde, like a sh- sheets of these like propagating fleshy fields. Yeah, just a a, a mass of human listerine patches. And then mm. all of these. They were originally designed to be like filters, weren't they? Oh, yes. They had to filter the waste of the universe. They were like, yeah. And they they had to keep their brains and eyes intact so they could see and understand what they were doing. (laughs) (laughs) And then Jesus, some of these, some of these over time, over like, this isn't like days. This is like millennia. So for a millennia, you're a million years. The Q reigned over humanity. They evolve again. Some of these evolve again into other beings. Some some beings just they completely fucking, die off. Yeah, some just get fucking yeah, the, annihilated. The titans, the titans almost make it and then get wiped out by an ice age. Somebody um, gets fucking cometed. Yeah. I think the bone crushers were the ones that got cometed. Anyway. But the the colonials actually end up like refiguring themselves into like um the modular people. The modular, the modular which is, people. Which is amazing. <laughs> and the utopic society where, like, they all work together to be one being. And, like, you know, maybe maybe you'd like a bigger dick. So you take the bigger dick piece from the other guy and swap and it because he wants teeth. So yeah. you trade him teeth for a bigger dick or it's, whatever. It's, yeah. <sighs> take what you need, give what you can. Yeah. From each according to his resources to to each according to their need. So about 30 minutes into this 45-minute video, we have now had humanity go to the stars. We've had humanity be um, destroyed by the Q. We've had these divergent alien species evolve again into other things, and some die off. And then (laughs) out of nowhere... The uh, what are they called? They uh, so uh, they were the guys. The, oh, go ahead. The ruined dwellers. The ruined dwellers. They decide. You know what? We're just going to upload our sentience into these giant mechanical spheres, and uh, we're going to go fuck with the universe. Yeah, being the gravitals. 
which yeah. I almost wonder did these did how how did this story influence Doctor Who? Because I think that there's a there's a whole like series season arc where humanity becomes basically the gravitals and then comes back through time to conquer Earth. Really? Mm-hmm. I mean, it would not surprise me even a little bit if this entire thing, like if the person that was in charge of directing or producing this wasn't just a massive Whovian fan. Or Nemo, Whovian. Nemo Ramjet. God, is I'm, that... I'm sorry. Awesome. Nemo Ramjet. Incredible. Everything you can, you can keep saying it. Really I don't know what it means. <laughs> I don't know what it means either, but it's... It means him, the one who wrote the story. It well, if you him. if you watch at the very Gandalf end of the at the very end of the video, it actually shows um, what looks to be a modular person wearing like a hat and a skinny tie and like a jacket, oh, holding right. a human skull. And on the bottom, it says the author holding a billion year old human skull. So is that Nemo Ramjet? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Let me scroll to the bottom of the PDF I found. That the video you found is based a PDF on. of that? Yeah. It's 111 pages. The author with a Not billion-year-old human school. It, yeah, that, that'd be Nemo Ramjet, I guess. It might be Nemo Ramjet. <laughs> it probably is Nemo Ramjet. <laughs> <laughs> it's pronounced Nemo Ramjet. God, that's a name my dad checks in the hotels as. I'm pretty sure. (laughs) Nemo Ramjay. Oh, my name is Throat Wobbler Mangrove. (laughs) And I didn't know. So at first, Rob, I was like, I didn't know what it was. I did not have any idea what I was getting into. You were just, you just shared the video and you're like, this is, this is, this has been a wild video. And I'm like, all right, I'm not doing anything. I'll check it out. It absolutely exceeded my expectations. It catches I don't your know interest if, immediately. <laughs> I, I don't know if I wanted it to be like, if I want to play some sort of RPG in this world. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I want to play like, a, like if I want to adapt the story into like a deck builder or uh, some, I mean, there's like, I want to do something with it so bad because it's, it's. Begs for it. It's, it begs, Right. Yes, it begs for it. It needs to be something else. Like, I would watch the movie. So, it's not... Or miniseries. Or... Um, a one-for-one... Um, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, translation. But if you're interested in that kind of thing, there is an upcoming game uh, that's called Scorn that's coming out. Um, I believe, let's see... Uh, it looks like it might be a Microsoft exclusive, uh, Microsoft and PC, uh, for, for the time being. Um, I'm going to send you guys, uh, looks like there's only some gameplay trailers. Uh, we'll send one of these gameplay trailers. Here's an eight minute one. You don't have to watch it right now, but it's, um, it's that same kind of really weird, uh, bio horror, um, future, uh, like futurists like yeah. sci-fi style um it's it seems really interesting um yeah I'm, I'm absolutely with you though i'd like to see more um more weird stuff um like this i've always enjoyed um things you know like lovecraft or, or things from the far realms and dungeons and dragons um 
it's real cool. And this is, it was fucking weird. <laughs> Fantastic. I can't wait to find out about it. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm Rob, worried. I'm worried that sounded sarcastic, but I mean it sincerely. No, 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 absolutely. It's it's worth checking out. It's pretty cool. I loved it. I really did. Cool. Yes, same. Multi-day. And I can't wait to read the PDF. Yeah, that's a hundred and eleven pages. That's blowing yeah. my mind. That's mm-hmm. and it's it's it's. it's I'm well thinking arted, the, well, the the video's better, but. <laughs> It's fine. And I love the art for this. Whoever did the, because it seems like it's all. Yeah. Custom, can we find that person? Specific art. Come on. I'm sure that I'm, I'm sure that we can. Yeah. Yeah. It was probably, uh, let me, let me probably. Uh, Nemo Ramjay. Amen. Tamar Omen. <laughs> probably the, the artist. <laughs> Nemo Ramjay. So no, Rob, that was uh thank you. I think it's a great to review. I'll I'll post that video in the show notes. It was absolutely wonderful. Yes. All tomorrows, by the way, if you just want to Google it. It is superb. Ooh, excuse me. Oh, we didn't get to like the uh the asteromorphs and Yeah, and their big war with the gravitals. There's so much. You know, there, there's. It's if you, if you're dense. listening to this show. Yeah, I was gonna say if you're listening to this episode right now, know that we gave we gave you like the, um, surface level. Not even the full cliff. Notes. Yeah. No, it's, we scratched it's one a, side of the diamond. It's the itchy perineum of <laughs> yes. do review. So incredible. Anyway, good job, Rob. Good find. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay, so I don't know. I know you guys did a whole Loki show last week, and it was fantastic. Uh, sorry I couldn't make it. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> sorry, listen, I, we are yeah, in the home stretch. We are in the baseball home stretch. Uh, we've got one game left, and then it's, uh, it's tournament time. So we're, uh, it's coming to a close. Nice. I mean, but cool. Um, so I, uh, well, that's why I couldn't make the show last week, but with that said, I I don't know. I don't know. Have you guys watched any of the latest installment of the MCU? Have you guys seen any of, uh, any of Loki on uh, Disney plus? I have not had a chance to. Oh yeah. You had, you know, I forgot to, you son of a bitch. What happened? We forgot to do it. Nice. Oh, what was, Joe. what was what was Joe supposed to do? I was supposed what? to. I was going to watch it the day it came out, and then I then the day after it came out, and I didn't do either of those things. Yeah, it's uh, it's weird. It's so it's being released on a Wednesday, which makes sense. I mean, it's Odin's it's Odin's day, day. right? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So um, we really have watched two episodes now. Moons. Yeah, no shit. Um, I'm not going to spoil anything. I think it is. Uh, um, I think it's fantastic television. Uh, Owen Wilson is fucking awesome in it. That's right. Um, so, so who's he? Who is he playing in this? Mo- Mobius, not Mobius. Morbius. Right. Which which is 
being played by Jared Leto. Right. He's a so not 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 Morbius, Mobius. The time. Guy. Um, and he is right. He is a an agent for the TVA, whose job it is to keep the sacred timeline good. Um, anytime. And so what what happens is uh, everything was going as planned, and then the uh, the Avengers went back in time and end game to do their time heist, which was sanctioned by the timekeepers. That was supposed to happen, but they weren't variants. They didn't do anything wrong there. But in the doing so, when Loki got his hands on the Tesseract again, that wasn't supposed to happen. Right. That that made Loki a variant. Oh. So he becomes, he creates a, a world in which there's a branch off of the sacred timeline. And now the TVA has to get involved to squash that, that, that branch. They right, can they actually the tree. Right. They can actually capture the variant. And then they set off like a bomb that wipes out that new timeline to keep the sacred timeline pure. Cool. All right. I'm about nice. it. Did, that sounds fantastic. They decide not to, um, just destroy Loki, which they can do. They could just like hit you with a fucking magic wand and you're just gone. You're done. Mm-hmm. That's, they decide not to do that because there is a... Your consciousness they, goes gonna, cosmic. Well, they're going to use him to catch another variant. Oh. Sure. So he, so he kind of becomes a member of the TVA. So... Nice. He's the Loki that, the, it's it's R.I.P.D., but Loki... Yes, the Loki that we watched throughout everything from uh, the first Thor all the way through um, Endgame. That all was this same. That was all Loki, and that was all that was his, supposed to be his arc on the sacred timeline. Right. When they when so the Loki that is in the show Loki is from Avengers. So all of that growth as a character that he did throughout the two, oh, you know, Thor Dark World. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, none Thor, of that Rock, None of that happened to this Loki. Oh. So this Loki is... Right, this Loki is less, um, like, I'm a good guy now, I'm Thor's brother, I'm a son of Odin, I've had all this growth, and I'm right. comfortable in my own skin. He is still, I'm going to destroy the world, the world should be mine. I am Loki. Hear me roar. I'm a, I'm a mischievous scamp as Owen Wilson calls him. <laughs> so nice. it's Owen kind Wilson, of a, it, it, Owen it, Wilson who plays Mobius M. Mobius. Yes. Right. Which the honorable Mr. Mobius. If I remember correctly, there was a, uh, in the comic books, all the TVA agents looked like um, the guy who drew them. And the, the Mobius character, his job in the comic books was to keep the continuity of the Marvel Universe. And he looked like all the TVA agents all looked the same, like Agent Smith. Nice. Uh, Owen Wilson in this show looks like the guy who did the art for Mobius in the comic book. Nice. So it's a cool little homage to that guy. Yes. Um, Fantastic. It is really good. It's fun. It's like Loki at his like at his funnest, because um, uh, he is he's mischievous scamp Loki. He's 
Nice. Yeah, he's okay. still, yeah and, and because you know he's capable of all that growth. Um, you're rooting for Oh, it's it. fun to look forward to, yeah. Well, you're rooting for but it. he's going to be a little also... fucking shit. Exactly. He's a little fucking, he's going to be a shit until he gets to that point. But the other thing that this is doing, so I would have told you that, like, WandaVision was the, like, this is the most important show for Phase 4. Right. Um, I don't really, I don't really think that Falcon Winter Soldier had a lot of importance to it. It didn't move Outside the MCU. Outside of its own. Right, like, Outside of its the own shit. MCU. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for the great outside of the fact that it 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 it, uh, it it gave us a Captain America again, right? Um, and presumably it'll show, have multiple seasons in a way that right. WandaVision probably won't. In a way that show, it for sure won't. Right, right? Yeah, they came out and said that there's only there's not going to be a season two of WandaVision. But mm. this show is extremely important to the MCU. Um, and building up for like the Secret Wars or. Dude, or I think like X Men or, or or just anything. I don't think it's a question of will we see Secret Wars. It's a question of when will we see Secret Wars. It, it might not be in twenty twenty three. It might not be in. It might not be till twenty thirty. But we will see Secret Wars at some point in the MCU. It's no doubt in my mind. And I think that they've also already introduced us to Kang the Conqueror, who we know is in Ant Man. And the wasp. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe we've seen him in Loki. Um, they show three, uh, what they're calling timekeepers. They're the ones who actually settled on this is the sacred timeline. Sure. Um, and, and there's statues of them. The the statue they always key in on to me looks like uh, uh, who's the actor from Lovecraft Country that they've got to play Kang. They they they've already cast him. What is his name? He's the, he's the uh, male lead from Lovecraft Country. Let me see. Uh, Jonathan Majors. Yes, so he is Kang the Conqueror. Correct. Fantastic. One of the timekeepers, I think, looks like him as Kang. So I think we've and he's all it's always the middle one. So whenever they're framing a shot of somebody standing by the statues of the timekeepers, he's that that center timekeeper is always centered in the shot. And it's the one that looks the most like him. So listen, since, I think it's since I you know think it's super coming, it would make it, right. it would make sense to see him and it would give him an easy end to be like yeah. Why can he time travel all over the place and do all of these crazy things? Right. He's a timekeeper. The other thing he's it does too is so um, it, Loki has already been uh, in the 1970s, 1985. He went. Uh, he went. Um, I'm trying not to give too much away. He went way back into the past. There's nice. a there's a real good chance that we'll get to see different things from different times. Um, if he's gone that far into the past, I, I have to believe they'll go way far into the future. And then you get some cool opportunities like Old Man Logan, Old Man Hawkeye, Old Man Star Lord, um, Spider Man, uh, what, uh, whatever the far future Spider Man is. I can't remember that, but uh, when Hulk gets really old and becomes a Maestro, and he's got like the big white beard. Oh yeah, 
They've got a chance to do some really, really fucking cool things. Even if we never see them again in the MCU, we know that if you go flash forward 70 years and there's an old man fucking old man Hulk or old man Hawkeye, I would love to see. Old man Hawkeye would make a great movie. There's some real cool opportunities with Loki, and I'm just excited for him. I, I, I think you guys would like it. Yes, I, 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 think I so definitely too. intend to check it out. The move has been. Uh, uh, oh, I hear you. No, you're right. In the, you're right in the middle of shit. Yeah, but uh, I'm I'm chopping at the bit for it. I'm ready. Also, Spider-Man unlike 2099, is unlike all the other shows, they have they will they're dropping just one a week. There is no like we're going to give you two right away. So, heck, wait a week and you'll be able to watch. Just you'll be able to binge three of them. Nice. Yeah. It's been pretty groovy. I've liked it, is what I'm getting at, if you didn't know that. That makes sense, given yeah, that you said you liked it. Um, <laughs> so, um, what has been your... Who's your favorite character that you've seen so far? In it? Not counting Loki? Not counting Loki, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a little ball. It's got... Well, it's... It, <sighs> We haven't met a whole bunch outside of Loki. I would have to say at that point, it's, it's Owen Wilson. His character okay. is, is great. And they have, the two of them have unbelievable chemistry together. So um, Agent Mobius M. Mobius is, has been great. Um, another actress from Lovecraft Country, she played uh, the big sister. Um, big sister. Name. Oh, the oh. um, Letitia's sister. Yeah. What is her name? I should be better than this. I should have had this prepared. You should have. She, she plays a uh, a uh, a hunter for the TVA. So she actually is one that goes. Uh, um, she plays Hunter B fifteen. She goes through like time doors. Yes, 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 yes. She goes through time doors to and try and hunts variants. That's what her job is. And she's an absolute badass. Excellent. I I I like her. She's really good. Yeah. But those are really the only three characters uh that you that you meet, really. Uh they haven't really expanded the world too much. Okay. Okay. So, but again, I'm only two episodes in, so I hope it gets much bigger. There is a, a really big reveal in episode two, but I'm just not going to tell you about it. Um, how Excellent. long do you know how long this is, um, season is supposed to run? I do. I do not. Um, I, I could go find out. I could together. go here and I could go here and I could probably find out how many episodes. Um, go to see all cast. Uh, six episodes, it looks like. Wow. I would I would assume that I would assume that I would assume that Loki's in all the episodes. So uh, that would make sense. Six. Six episodes. And now so are that... they are they only clocking in at half hour a pop or No, they're 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 about an hour long. Okay. Okay, that's not too bad. So the last episode will come out the week after Black Widow premieres. So there's a little, there's a little, a little bit of overlap. 
overlap there. Yeah, because Black Widow drops on the ninth. So, do you you think there will be any potential interplay between the two? Listen, there could be because Loki now can go to any point in time. So, um, literally at any point now, you could have Loki pop up in any situation. They should absolutely do that. And it doesn't even need to necessarily be like him having any speaking lines. I would just love to see like Tom Hiddleston as Loki in disguise as someone else in the background of the next several Marvel movies or anybody really. And just like give them, you know, telltale Loki things and just have them be in the background doing fuckery. The only thing he can't do... The only thing he, well, I guess he can do anything, but if he, he can't change anything on the sacred timeline, otherwise it would create a new branch off the timeline and he could get in trouble for that. So, and, and the TVA is pretty fucking powerful. So, um, he can go anywhere, but he. Just, they're the same organization that number five was part of in Umbrella Academy. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're correct. That's what they are. That is what they are. So they just the possibilities for this are limitless. And there's no way it doesn't create um a secret wars. I mean it's it, it, it to me it's a foregone conclusion. It's a it's a if not when. That's very cool. That's that's gonna make very excited. Mm-hmm. So Joe, it's what are you thinking on this week? What am I geeking on this week? Um, yeah, I asked the question. I know. And I was just thinking about it right before you asked. You know what? Probably uh, I finally finished The Big Over Easy. Oh, nice. For the first time yeah. or like a reread? For the first time. For the first time. I just I had a really hard time getting into it. And then there was like a million things happening all the time. So I just I'd read like a couple of chapters and then put it away for months. Um, it's really good though. Once you finally get to the turn, I guess is the way that I would describe it. There's, there's a certain point in the story where you're like, you can't put it down anymore. And so that's what I, last Saturday I sat and I just, I finished it and it's, it's really good. And I finished it and went, Hmm, (laughs) I need a movie. This is too good to, to not watch. Yeah. The nursery crimes division is, uh, Fantastic. I, I love uh what's the character that only speaks in binary? Oh god, what is his name? Oh Ashley. Zero one 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 zero one 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 zero zero one one zero one one. And they're like they're like and they're like, no, like we can't just do that. <laughs> yeah, it's uh so that good. uh he's a very imaginative author. Author yes. old Jasper Jasper Ford. Mm-hmm. The puns throughout are fantastic. Um, the mm-hmm. uh, the fake news articles that set up each chapter are all really good. Um, the concept, the concept that um, uh, he has a daughter named Pandora who, because her name is Pandora, has to fall in love with Prometheus, the Titan, because every. Everybody who has a name that's from a story follows their arc. 
Yeah. That's yeah. Uh is it little sucker uh doesn't little sucker thumb have a something to do in this too? Uh I don't remember Did little they, sucker thumb in this one. The the guy with the uh um he's the guy with the scissors that cuts the kids' thumbs off. Oh maybe. Maybe it's I don't remember. Maybe I'm maybe I'm it's, mixed in books. Yeah, this is the one you're thinking uh, of Freddy Krueger. This is the one where Humpty Dumpty dies. Right. Because he because he gets uh well I don't want to spoil anything, but he gets I'll just leave it at uh shoved up. They believe wall. he's been shot. There's, oh. a, <laughs> there's a there's a cautionary tales thing that Jasper Ford does at some point, I think. Maybe it's a different book. Gotcha. Yeah, no, I don't think it's this, in this one. But I love that the gingerbread man gets referenced a lot. Like I actually thought that was gonna play into the end game somehow and it didn't. Um No, he's just a serial killer. Yeah. <laughs> Which is awesome. of course, of course he is. Right? Why wouldn't he be? Right. What in the holy god are you talking about? It's it's a fun book. It really it's a is fun a book. fun book. I really recommend it, Rob. What's this called? It's called The Big Over Easy by Jasper Ford, and Ford has two Fs right. and an E. Uh, he uh, he also writes. He uh, there's a he writes like three or four other series of books too. And I think he's got one standalone where you're, it's a cast system based on what colors you can see. Oh my God. Interesting. Sounds fantastic. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's, he's cool. uh, in, in this, in this series, it's uh, Jack Spratt. Detective Jack Spratt is the head of the nursery crimes division of the Reading police department. And, um, he essentially is trying to solve the murder of Humpty Dumpty. Um, whose name isn't Humpty. I mean, it is Humpty Dumpty, but he's not, he has like a, a full name. He's like, uh, Humperdinck, Winifred, uh, Balderdash, uh, right. Dumpty. Dump, Dumpty big. Yeah. And so and then they like, just call him Humpty Dumpty. Exactly. And there's, there's all sorts of different, you know, like, um, one of the, one of the characters is Solomon Grundy. Um, and it actually has Punch like and the, Judy. Right. Um, the, the, the nursery rhyme of Solomon Grundy, where he's like Solomon Grundy born on a Monday, uh, something on a Tuesday, did something on a Wednesday, got sick on a Thursday, died on Friday, buried on Saturday, uh, something on Sunday, forgotten on Sunday. I don't remember, but it has like that joke in there. Um, it's really, it's really well done. It ties a lot of things together. It's fantastic. Um, and it's short. It, it actually is a really short book. I just didn't have the focus to do more than a couple chapters at a time because like, just, it was just too much sometimes. <laughs> so, but I recommend I'm, it. It's I'm, really glad, good. I'm glad you finished it. It is a, it is a really Me good too. book. It, it also means I can move on to other things like maybe the Dresden Files. <laughs> Hey, please do. I I would love to talk to you about some of those characters. It's on my list. So, uh, Rob, what are you geeking on this week? Uh, I have also been going through uh, and brushing up on some reading material. Uh, so I have, uh, I guess, in the nonfiction category on Audible, just started uh, Black Against Empire. Uh, oh, nice! The history of the uh, Black Panthers, which is pretty cool. Uh, I'm really excited to go through that, and then in the fiction side of things, 
uh, I've decided to go through and try and brush up on some more of my sci-fi classics. So I have started Dan Simmons' Hyperion Cantos. Uh, and I'm really excited. This uh, series came out, uh, I think it was started in 89 or something like that, early 90s. Um, and it's real fucking weird. Like, um, uh, body modifying plagues, all sorts of weird, like future religions, aliens that are like strange and unknowable and, you know, super simulations, living planets, all sorts of like crazy, crazy sci-fi stuff. Uh, so I'm pretty excited to, to dive into that. It comes highly recommended, and and it's seemingly one of the sci-fi staples. So, nice. pretty pretty stoked to go through it. So, I'll let you structure of a frame story similar to Chaucer's Canterbury Tales and Boccaccio's Decameron. It's a fucking hell of a selling line, isn't it? Or like a tagline? Yeah, yeah. It seems fantastic. I, so. If you don't mind, I'd like to read this paragraph from from oh. Wikipedia about it. First published in 1989, Hyperion has the structure of a frame story similar to Geoffrey Chaucer's Canterbury Tales and Giovanni Boccaccio's Decameron. The story weaves the interlocking tales of a diverse group of travelers sent on a pilgrimage to the time tombs on Hyperion. Hyperion, I don't know. The travelers have been sent by the Church of the Final Atonement, alternately, alternately known as the Shrike Church and the Hegemony the government of the human star systems, to make a request of the Shrike. As they progress in their journey, each of the pilgrims tells their tale. Well, that sounds, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. That sounds involved. Space it's, Canterbury Tales. Yeah. Right. And the, the, the world, the, the characters are pretty rich. Uh, like I said, like it's, it gets out there and real, real weird sci-fi territory i'm particularly excited to learn uh more about the shrike i have spoiled myself a little bit incidentally but i'm uh, i'm pretty i'm still pretty excited to go through and look through uh run through this so definitely worth checking out dope dope, dope. ryan what about you well i only have 40 hours left on the uh the third Stormlight Archive book. Uh, <laughs> trying to get them, trying to get uh, them all finished before uh, the end of the summer. That's a goal of mine. But so only forty hours left. You're almost there. Um, how many? How yeah. many were there to start? Uh, Fifty-five and change. So I've put fifteen there. hours into the book. Yeah, it's a. Does it work? I got overtime. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. It's a. It's a. It's a big listen, um, but I'm what I'm geeking on um, is Lin Manuel Miranda's new uh, deal uh, oh, in the Heights. heights. How uh, is that? It's super good. I'm, but I'm a. I mean, I'm a Lin Manuel Homer, but it it's also really good. It's just he's incredibly talented, and the the music he puts together and the choreography's tight and the story's awesome and. Um, my girls love it. They've been watching it on loop. Um, it's just, this was it's a just fun. Nice. As I recall, that's the uh, that's the musical that put him on the map. 
Yes, he did. A, uh, it was a, a, a play that he did um, where he was the main character. The main character in the movie is played by, um, uh, gosh, I am just, I'm out of it today. The guy who played John Lawrence in Hamilton, uh, Ramos, Anthony Ramos, maybe. Um, anyway, he plays, he plays Usnavi, the main yeah. character and he is, uh, he's delightful and the women are good looking and the dance is fun and it makes you want to, you know, the concept of family and, and like, like the food and the drinks and the culture. It's just, it's badass. It's just a good time. Nice. So, yeah. And, and I, I hope it's successful enough that someone can talk him into taking, getting the cast together and doing a, I want the movie version of Hamilton. Like I've seen the play and that was awesome. Give me the movie version of Hamilton. Yeah. And I think it would be, be just as awesome. I think it'd be just as awesome. It'd be amazing. There are, there are some musical numbers from the play that didn't make the movie. There's some characters that are added, a, a couple of characters changed, motivation, stuff like that. But um, to see it in movie form is pretty cool. I, I, I thought it was awesome. That's what I'm geeking on this week. Nice. Sure. I dig it. If you liked what you heard, if you put up with all the editing in this episode, uh, help us out by skyrocketing us up the charts, go to the purple icon on your phone, the podcast icon, give us five stars, but leave us a written review. It doesn't fucking matter what it says. Tell us, tell us what I want you to do. Go and look a man in the asshole to see what his fate is. And then tell us his fate. Yes. Gross. Yes, please. Yes, please do that. (laughs) And uh, if you want to talk to us on the internet, you can find us on the Twitter machine or at Facebook or yeah, Facebook, whatever. Uh, just search GeekCast Live or you can go to violentpress.com and find all of our stuff there. I made that website. You did. Uh, tired, Joe? Yeah. If you want to <laughs> read Rob's fate, Go to Patreon, GCL, yeah, patreon.com slash geekcastlive and uh, sign up for the nudie calendar. Or uh, go to gcl.threadless.com and buy a merch with his face on it. True. gcl.threadless.com. gcl.threadless.com. Oh, and uh, there's a Patreon out there. gcl.patreon? Patreon.gcl. Patreon.com slash geekcast live. That's what it is. Yeah. Also, I can never uh, remember that one. Yeah, no worries. I, I usually do it. Um, don't forget to join us on Clubhouse for the pre show on Wednesday nights. Yeah, for real. It's really fun. Um, if, if you thought that the, uh, my, my commands for the, uh, the, the reviews were out of nowhere. It's because you missed the pre-show where I was given that as the thing I had to say during the episode today. That is where you were commanded to do that. Yeah. So that's why I picked it. And even though I broke the rules, at least I got it then. So that happens at uh, what? Eight o'clock, eight o'clock central, nine o'clock Eastern. Yeah. 
If you need an invite, reach out. We got we got many handfuls of them. Call your grandparents. Off. Or of war. Now we're going to make Craig League rather than have him stay. Allegedly. Bye, Craig. Hey, everybody. As always, we want to give a special shout out and extra thanks to all of our Patreon supporters, backers, friends, family, the people that prop up this monster. Uh, you know who you are, but we want to give you a shout out anyway. Our boy, Sam Ulstercaster, uh, old Popcap Williams, Danger Johnson, Dave the Fish, my man Fans, my man Rondo, Brandon Rust, Kelly Shuttlewood, uh, the Poly Nerds, Lada Bartova, Mungo Jerry, the K-Man, Jesse G. Letourneau, all of our friends, Dave Chappelle, not that Dave Chappelle, 1P, 1L, uh, Blaster Man Rodriguez, Three Finger Emily, um, who else we got? Somebody said, well, yeah, old Blimpy, Clamperman, coming in hot, hot route. Thanks to all you guys and more. We appreciate it. Uh, we couldn't do this uh, C-graded product without you. Thanks so much. Grab Peppy G! Snarkle flap. And the hoozy. Check, babe.